Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Talkback time with Smithy. Call now 0800 150 811. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven is the number. There must be plenty you want to talk about. Adi Savia's situation. Uh, what do you feel about that? Uh, is it, uh, as you said, just a, a rush of blood, heat of the moment thing? I don't think there's anything too long lasting in it from Adi's point of view. He's had a pretty damn good record, hasn't he? Uh, going up to this point, it was just um, something got under his skin, big time, big big time, and he reacted in that way. So. Um, but it wasn't the right way. Uh, I think we acknowledge that. But I'd love to hear um, what you think of uh, what you think the outcome might be from the judiciary. What did you make of uh, Super Rugby over the weekend? Uh, some interesting results there. And uh, what about your team? Are you happy with the way Blues fans? Um, bit of uh, a hiccup there. Didn't see that coming after having won 16 out of 17, and then uh, to go away and lose to Brumbies basically on neutral territory. Thought that was a bit of a surprise. What else uh, is happening over the weekend? Well, of course, the golf, if you're at Millbrook, tell us about that experience. Uh, That was fantastic. Um, With uh, a veteran, Brendan Jones, winning uh, 48-year-old, 48-year-old Brendan Jones winning uh, out of Australia, and he thought he never possibly could, having been a great supporter of the event over the years, thought he'd never, ever win it. And uh, when he started the day and halfway through his round, he probably didn't either. But it just happened that way. Uh, right, Cliff uh, from Dunedin is uh, first up this morning. G'day, Cliff. How are you? Oh, morning, Smitty. Good, to, good to chat to you again. Uh, hope you had a good birthday week last week. That's all yeah. good. <laughs> um, Arnie Severe. Yeah, uh, interesting sort of thing. I mean, you get frustrated with with things, and you know, maybe he carried a bit of harker into it. Uh, you probably end up with a game out. You uh, probably, well, he doesn't deserve a game off, but they'll probably give him that. So the Highlanders, yeah, it's a bit of a worry. I, I looked at the Highlanders squad and I didn't think it was too bad, but I just think the other, the other teams in New Zealand are just so much better. You know, they've got class right through them and they've got depth on the bench. You know, whereas. You know, the Highlanders could get a reasonable good 15 start, but top 15, but then they, they just look a bit thin after that. It's a shame, um, yeah. But I really wanted to touch with all the, the golf this morning. I just uh, just caught a wee bit of it at home. I'm just back out working. Uh, Ryan Fox had a good solid minus five this morning, got himself into a, found a top 15 place. So that's good for him, uh, you know. It's a shame he can't get four rounds going, as he would be a real contender. So hopefully, going forward in the players, masters, that he might be able to knock four good ones together and get on the podium or thereabouts. Um, it, it'll be interesting finish today. There's uh, Mitch, uh, the Japanese boy just dropped a couple of shots, so it's put everyone in a chance again. Uh, you know, it's going to be a big finish with Rory and Jordan Spieth. So, uh, yeah, golf's, golf's always a bit of fun this time of the year because everything starts building up. 
yourself, you're probably just the same with that as well, are you, Smitty? I, I am actually, Cliff. Um, I, I'm lucky I've got a, a, a screen here I can, uh, in the studio here. I can watch a little bit of uh, what's going on in the world. I tend to follow Monday mornings. I tend to follow the golf. And yes, you're right, Kitayama uh, just had a triple bogey. A triple bogey. Um, so from uh, being two in front, he's now one behind. But you're right, Spieth's there. McElroy's there. Sheffler's not too far away. Uh, whole, uh, so it's not too bad. It's, it's going to be a, a great finish to the Arnold. Palmer Invitational, and you should write Ryan Fox, a 67 this morning. Um, I, I look, I'm looking forward to um, Ryan Fox in this little stretch. I think he's there for about four or five weeks, um, and I think he's going to play some really good golf. And I wonder if that'll, with the finishes that he has, and this one uh, goes towards that, whether, um, Cliff, you think he might consider the PGA, the US PGA, as opposed to the DP World Tour at some stage? Yeah, I, I think he's, you know, maybe... He'll finish this year, but I think if you want to play with the the big boys and prove yourself that you're a, you're a contender, you've got to be, you really need to be playing after the well this time of the year on the US tour. Even if he's just did a couple of events early in the season, but yeah, I think he's a he's certainly a PGA player on the on the American tour. He's he's good enough, and I think it'll it'll fine tune his game a little bit more. He doesn't have to be a bomber. He's just got to be tidy off the tee. If he's tidy off the tee, I think he's as good as anybody out there. He's, a, he's got a, a really good touch field game, and he putts good, good too. So let's hope uh, you know, that he, he, he can get four good rounds. And now I think he's a contender, and you know even the players. But yeah, definitely coming up with four or five games in America, he, he's, he's going to be in, the, in that top half a dozen at least. Yeah, well, Jordan Spieth just made a 25-footer to go one shot ahead of uh, Terrell Hatton with McElroy, uh, another couple further back, and Sheffer another one back as well. So it uh, might be Jordan, Smith, uh, Jordan Spieth's warning. Uh, morning. Uh, well, it, it really might be. So let's uh, hope so because he's a very popular golfer and, uh, you know, uh, it's been a little while. He's a great putter. Great putter. He is a great putter. He's yeah. got an exceptional yeah. short game. Cliffy, thanks so much for your call. Uh, nice to see you watching uh, so much sport over the weekend. There is that feel, you know, uh, about uh, the Highlanders. It's like it's like their last pick in the schoolyard, um, and I don't know why that should be the case. You know, uh, you know, we've got five very good f- franchises in this country, and of course, we've really now got six with Moana Pacifica. But you kind of get that feeling that you know when. A, you know, when in the, you picked up teams in the schoolyard and uh, it was always that one kid um, who was uh, last pick um, and you kind of you get that sense about the Highlanders that they would deny that till the cows come home, the proverbials come home. But, you know, and, and they've got some real heart and soul rugby players down there. But it just seems that way. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, Smithy. Interesting thing I picked up on the uh, interview just before with Jamie Wall is he brought up the idea that perhaps the only way you can save the Highlanders now is a, a reimagination of the way the talent is distributed through the country with the Super Rugby franchises, which to me then alludes to this idea that we know Justin Nelson is a big fan of, and that is introducing a draft to Super Rugby. Uh, I was working on the rugby run with Ricardo Ball and Justin Marshall yesterday, and I think Marshy potentially might be in the similar ilk there. He was talking about the way they recruit, and he's talking about, you know, Queenstown rugby, dealing with his sons, and the way they identify talent there. And he kind of puts it down to a bit of a South Island 
mafia. It's almost like it's a who you know. It's not about being the best player. So if your dad was a good all black or is a well-known name in those parts, perhaps you'll be looked more favoured upon than someone out of the blue, never heard of before, but should be shoulder tapped as someone to be developed further. So maybe there's an issue there uh, in the Otago region, Smithy, with the Highlanders. Yeah, maybe there is. Maybe um, there's that feel that, uh, and uh, you know, I, I sense it with the cricket team as well. I, I kind of sense it with the cricket team as well. I, I think it's a pretty well-known fact that if you're a really, really good player out of the Crusaders or if you're a really, really good Canterbury cricket player, uh, you're probably going to get looked at a bit more closely uh, than you are if you're a really, really good Highlander and a really, really good Otago cricketer. Uh, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me looking on from the outside, and it certainly shouldn't be that way, but I, I get that feeling. Yeah, on on the cricket side of things, Smithy, of course, big news over the weekend that uh, Gavin Larson uh, will be stepping down as the you know national selector with New Zealand cricket. Where are you on this? Is there someone that you think should be putting their hand up for that role? I think there's someone that should, um, who depends on what they're going to do with the head coaching role, whether they're going to see that as an opportunity um, after the uh, T, not T20, the 50 over World Cup in India, whether they're going to see it as an opportunity um, to wipe the slate clean and go with a new head coach um, and go with a new selector. They have to obviously find a new selector. But I think what you have to do when you have a coach and a selector, if the coach is so attached to the team, you have to have a selector who can stand way, way back, way back, and have a look and and, and look at it from a really, oh, I don't know, um, an outside perspective, outside the square, because if you just get on the same wavelength, it's okay when your team's winning and things are operating well and most players are performing, but when they're not and your team uh, is winning, and, and there was a very good article um, from... Uh, I'm trying to think who it was over the weekend, but I, I, I read it and it attracted my attention because it basically was thinking what I was thinking, and that is uh, that victory should not be papering over the cracks. It was a wonderful test win. It was a terrific test win. Everyone acknowledges that, and there were some great performances handling pressure um, when it really mattered. But is that, in fact, uh, papering over the cracks? And straight away they picked the same 13 players to go down to uh, Hagley Oval. They must know it's going to be um, a green seamer down there. Um, but uh, to be perfectly honest, you know, again, here we go and find ourselves in the situation without um, number four or five who are at this stage warrant their place in the side and uh, number seven or eight of the same thing. And I'm talking about here, Will Young, Henry Nichols, Michael Bracewell. I'm just thinking to myself, you know, the, how long can they can they, uh, continue to do that? Yep. So we've gone, all of a sudden we've gone from Artie Savia back to the Black Caps again here in a short space of time. But um, yeah, for me it, is, it's a very, it was a very, very good uh, article. Yeah, and another name to add to that list is, of course, we always wonder what's happening with uh, Rashin Ravindra. Why is he not being considered? And I think there was a lot of alarm bells when, you know, Gary Stead so quickly said, oh, we're just going to run with the same players for Sri Lanka. Uh, I know... Great win. We can't take that away from the Black Caps. It was historic. It was amazing. We all felt those emotions on that day. But when you look a bit deeper, there's something more to worry about here. And it's like, what is going to happen beyond this? Okay, we might do all right against Sri Lanka. But then what happens after that? I mean, 
there just doesn't seem to be any kind of direction with New Zealand cricket. It's an ageing team and it's one that clearly is really starting to be a concern to the fans out there. So what are New Zealand cricket doing about it? And it just doesn't seem to be the case where they want to have answers for that. No, they need to take stock in both the men's and women's game. They do. And, and every organisation has to do that. They should do it every year. Sit back and say, look, OK, let's not rest on our laurels if we're going well. And if we're struggling, we need to do something about it. Um, and, of course, um, that's exactly where we're at with the women's team. And we're exactly where we're at, I think, uh, getting to that point with the men's team. Have to accept the fact that people are retiring, people are getting older, uh, and just think, well, okay, otherwise you get into the danger of thinking, well, this cycle's been good, but the next four or five are not going to be too good, so we'll just rest on this one. Mm, it's a bit dangerous. 